Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Q! Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Cincinnati, Q102, Jeff and Jen, 750. We got a winter weather advisory. In effect, and the uh, winter storm warning until 7 o'clock with the heaviest snow south and east of Cincinnati. Latest snowfall totals to be expected 1 to 3 inches by Saturday in most of the metro areas surrounding downtown Cincinnati. And then 3 to 6 more to the southeastern quadrant of the 275 loop and 6 to 9 south and east of the 71-75 split. We'll see a high of 29 today. Right now it's 24 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Talking about the new survey, which found the majority of us experience a wardrobe malfunction at least a few times a year. The most common ones are a broken zipper, your gut peeking out of the bottom of your shirt, and tight jeans giving you a muffin top. So we asked the question, and we'll start with Janie. Welcome to the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Good morning. Well, I guess this takes me way back, like maybe early 90s when you still wore slips every day with skirts. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, always got hand-me-downs because I was, you know, in my early 20s back then and didn't have a whole lot of money. And I was walking up the street to work. And next thing I know, my slip was down around my ankles as I was walking. Oh, my God, that's funny. Because, yeah, it was also yeah. the, the, the elastic was worn out. Was stretched it just... out, yeah. <laughs> yep. Cute. So did you just reach down and pull it up or did you take yep, it off? And- Nope, I pulled nice. it up and kept walking. Oh, that's awesome. Good <laughs> yeah. move. you got to be coordinated to do that. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great Thank day. You, you, too. You too. Megan, <laughs> Megan, what was your most embarrassing wardrobe malfunction? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, one time when I was in the ocean when I was younger, my swimsuit top snapped in half and then a wave took it away. So I didn't even have anything to cover. Oh, wow. A wave took it away. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And so how far did you have to walk to get to your towel? It was pretty far. Yeah. (laughs) Was there anybody there to help, you know, shield you or cover you up or bring you a towel? Yeah, I had a friend with me and she met me at the shore, but it was completely embarrassing. Yeah. Especially if you have more than a handful. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Megan. You're welcome. Aaron. Hi. How are you this morning? What was your most embarrassing wardrobe malfunction? So a few years ago, you guys hosted the P&G Sing-Off. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay, so the year before, we didn't call it the Sing-Off. It was just like an American Idol like talent competition that we did. Right. Okay. And uh, I put on a little weight, and I was still trying to wear a dress I probably shouldn't have worn. And uh, so I got up there, and I was I was pretending to be Bonnie Raitt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and when I stood up, apparently some of the dress decided to get stuck in places it shouldn't have gotten stuck. So you gave them something to talk about? Well, the first four rows had a lot to talk about, and it was my underpants. Hey, oh, wow. Very nice. Oh, Very nice. it was real bad. It was real bad. Yeah. How'd you two miss do? that? I don't understand. Well, 
she was, I was the year before. It wasn't our oh, year. Oh, I thought it was the same year as you. No, we would have noticed that, I think. Yeah, so did you win? No, did you win? I, <laughs> no, I did not even win. I know, right? I mean, I gave up a show. I put on a show. You really yeah, did put on a show. done. Yeah. Jeez. No. Well, better luck next year. <laughs> yeah. So I was glad you guys took the heat off the next year. I was like, oh, yeah, I should have a show. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that instead of my underpants. Good call. Cute. Well, Thank you, you have a wonderful day. Thanks, guys. Happy weekend. You, you too. too. Carmen. Yes. What was your most embarrassing wardrobe malfunction? I am a teller at a bank, and I was assisting a customer with their transaction, uh, a, a regular customer that I see on a regular basis. And um, I noticed that he seemed a little bit more agitated and nervous than usual. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> come to find out. After he had left and everything, I looked down and, like, several buttons in my blouse had come undone. (laughs) (laughs) And I was pretty much uh, exposing myself to my customer. (laughs) Did he open up a new account? I'm thinking, wow, this is customer service for you. You know, it's so true. You know, I am officially at an age now where I will tell you. I'm going to assume you don't. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't know. Or right. I don't know. Maybe you do know. I know. I did. I had no clue. And of course, and he's, you know, he's he was of an age where I was, or maybe he just was uncomfortable and saying, hey, you know, you're... Right. Everything's staring at me right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when do you tell Jeff? Do you tell at the end of the transaction after you've got a full eyeful, or do you no, go up I and tell be like, "Hey, uh... I tell him." That would have been nice. <laughs> Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Sometimes the first date seals your fate. It's the second date update with Jeff and Jen on Q102. When are we going on our second date? You said you'd call me. How long should I wait? You know, it feels a little disrespectful when you take someone out on a date and then you never hear back from them again. Even if you're not necessarily their cup of tea, it'd be nice to know why. Let's go to Chris. He's a big fan of the show. Chris, welcome to Jeff and Jen's second date update. Hey, good morning. How you doing? We're doing great. So you went out with Erica. Tell us all about her, how the two of you met and how that first date went. Yeah, so uh, I actually met her at a bar after the last regular season Bengals game. Oh, geez. Um, which was awesome because I had been at the game. She had actually watched it at the bar. And I went to the bar, uh, and I was, like, cold, right, kind of miserable. And uh, there she is, and she's warm and cozy and, like, a little drunk. And <laughs> she's super cute in her, like, little Bengals outfit. Like, I love when girls wear that. You know, I'm like... Uh, you know, it's just, she looked great. Mm-hmm. And 
She's kind of the ringleader in her little group of friends. And she actually approached me and asked me if I'd been to the game. And so, like, we were talking for a little bit. And then I went to leave the bar. She ran over to me, gave me her number. Oh, there nice. you go. How about Very that? cool. Aggressive right. yeah. woman. It was awesome because that doesn't happen to me too often. So I was like, sweet. Did not expect that. So I started texting her the next day. We're talking on the phone a few times. It's totally chill. And then uh, I'm supposed to go with my buddy to the Bengals-Steelers playoff game. He got the flu. He bailed on me. So I called her. I asked her if she wanted to go. And it was awesome because she was totally down. And the game, the whole thing was just like crazy. Like mm. The weather, the Steelers fans, the game, totally dramatic and insane. Yeah. Um, but it's like super cool to be in the middle of it. I thought she had a good time. I had a great time. We get out of there, though, and it's like really late. We're wet. We're cold, a little drunk. We're tired, right? And I'm thinking, awesome, this was great, but like I'm exhausted. And I drop her off at her place. I give her a hug. Um, that was it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I, I called her, I texted her, uh, she's not getting back to me. I don't and there's know. there's been nothing. Oh, man. Okay. That's a hell of a date. I mean, the, if it would have been a great game, that would have been the most incredible date ever. I mean, it's just very, very cool. I thought it was you a know. pretty sweet date to begin with. Like, if they had won, it would have been, like, better, but... Right. <laughs> Maybe it's but it the was depression ugly. has taken over and she just can't move forward in life with anything, <laughs> including dating. Yes. She can't be happy. I guess oh. that must be it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, you know, who knows? She might have felt like she was responsible for the loss for some reason. She oh, didn't yeah. wear the right socks. Or, or that was a sign for something. your relationship oh. in the future. Oh, yeah. yeah you okay. took her to that game. Yeah. Tell you what, Chris, we're going to call her and we're going to find out, get to the <laughs> bottom of this and see why. Because everything else leading up, I mean, I know you guys were sort of spectators at this thing. But did you have any real, this is what I really should be asking is if you guys had any time to connect uh, without the distraction of crowds and the game and sports in general? Uh, I kind of felt like it was connecting, like, through the game. We're having, like, a really good time. And then, you know, like, maybe in our second date, we'll go out to dinner and, like, we can chat and talk and, like, get to know each other. You know, but this was like this was like a Steelers, you know, Bengals playoff game. Sure. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break, and we'll get the phone number from you, and we will call Erica next and see what she thought of Chris and that whole experience. Coming up next with Jeff and Jen on Cincinnati. It's the second date update with Jeff and Jen on Q102. When are we going on our second date? So Chris met Erica at a bar after the last regular season Bengals game. Chris was actually at the game, eventually went back to the bar, met up with her, and just hit it off with her right away. There seemed to be an instant connection between the two of them. She was there with a group of friends. She's kind of the ringleader. She spotted him, and she was even so bold as to walk up to Chris and give him her phone number. And so they started talking the next day. Next thing you know, they go to the infamous... Pittsburgh playoff mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, but they actually had a really great time together. I mean, despite the fact that the outcome wasn't what we all wanted, they seemed to have a great time together at the game, despite all the madness that was going on around them. And then just given how late it was and the fact that you were drunk, tired, and wet, y'all just kind of went home from there. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Since then, has there been any communication between you and Erica at all? No. I've, uh, I've texted her, I've called her. Uh, nothing. I mean, you know, you use a man for his playoff tickets and then <laughs> ghost on him. Very true. Jeez.
Hey, Erica, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? We're doing pretty good. Are you a fan of the show? Do you ever listen? Um, I do, as long as this isn't a second date update. Is that why you guys are uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. You know us too well, Erica. Yeah, <laughs> busted. I mean, the man takes you to a playoff game. Yeah. And you blow him off? Right. I mean, what's up with that? I mean, I know the game didn't end the way we wanted it to, but geez. Yeah, there's a story there, though. Okay. always. (laughs) Well, what's the story? Tell us what happened. Okay. Um, You know, he's been calling and texting, and I've just had no clue what to say to him. I'm sure he's not going to get it. Okay, well, tell us, and we'll tell him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So here's the deal. You know, you remember the fans at the game, they were throwing stuff at Roethlisberger and onto the field. Yes, when he was injured, they were were carting him off the field. Not our proudest moment, yes. Right. Well, he was one of those guys. He was throwing stuff. Oh, at Steelers players? He was also getting into shouting matches with the Steelers fans, like, all around us. And I was just sure that he was going to get into a fight, and I was actually scared. Oh, damn. And everybody around us was just as obnoxious, and it was just awful. You know, like, I don't like the Steelers, but I'm not going to celebrate anybody getting hurt. Right. I'm not going to cheer when one of our, you know, guys plays dirty. Um, And I just, I hated the way both teams were playing. Mm -hmm. I hated how the fans were behaving, and it was just awful. Mm. Um, I didn't know what else to do other than just kind of stand there and hope that nothing bad was going to happen to us. And he was obviously into it, so I knew that leaving wasn't an option. It was just a total mess. You barely know the guy, so you have no idea what you can say to try to calm him down or change his behavior, Mm. as if you could. Yeah, I mean, it was so cold, and I was super uncomfortable. And everybody was fighting around us, and the behavior was just awful. And he was like a part of all of that. And I just thought, I'm, I am just not into this at all. Yeah, you can see how that's a turn off. Yeah. I do feel like though this is a conversation you could have had with Chris because I think you explained that very eloquently just now. I mean, maybe it just didn't. You know, we were a little drunk, and there was just so much going on. It just didn't feel like the right time to have a conversation with him about it. And. We yeah. kind of left, you know, he dropped me off and gave me a hug, and we left, and we just we just haven't talked since. I didn't really know how to bring it up. Okay, so Chris, you're like a rabid fan, huh? Yeah, I mean, what else, you know? <laughs> what do you expect me to be? Well, I don't, I don't know. Is it a little extreme to throw things on the field and get in screaming matches with people in the stands? Well, no, but it wasn't like only me, because it was really it was just total bullshit. The Steelers fans around us, total ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the refs on the field doing a totally sh- job, and then every one of those players, they deserved every hit that they got. And I was just like fighting back for my team, and I think everyone that was sitting there in the stands was on. They were on the same page. So I just, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't realize that she was so uncomfortable. She seemed okay to me, but I was just doing, you know, what like what fans are there to do: support their team, defend them, back them up, and like. Of course, I'm a Bengals fan, and I fight right. for my, my I'm not team. condoning your actions of throwing stuff, but I think that's maybe how you behave with your friends, and that's different than getting to know someone on a first date. You know, that in look, putting, looking at it from her 
perspective. Her, her perspective. I've been yeah. to I've been to games where the Bengals take on the Steelers, and they can get nasty. But I've also not been in an area where I'm kind of surrounded by Steelers fans, and there's a lot of anger, and there's a lot of there's animosity, a lot of animosity, yeah. and confrontation being thrown back and forth. That would almost, I would think, put you on the defensive. Not that mm-hmm. that justifies the actions of throwing right. stuff on the field, but is this a situation where you kind of got caught up in it, Chris, or is this the way I'm you a, are at every game? I'm a I'm a passionate Bengals fan. And when we get into the playoffs, I take it to the next level. And I do what I've got to do to defend my team. So, right. you know, I get what you're saying, like, maybe not the best thing on a first date. But the Bengals and the game have to kind of take precedence. And then I, I want the girl that I'm with to be just as passionate as me. Like, she didn't have to get all freaked out. Nothing was going to happen. But she, she could have, like... She could have at least picked up side. a water bottle and hucked it or something. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I understand he thought I was okay, but I wasn't. And that's fine if that's how you want to behave at games. You know, whatever, that's cool. But it's not me. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to be around somebody who does that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, there might be an opportunity here, though, for you, Chris, because I know a lot of female passionate Bengal fans that feel the same way as you do, you know, that will be hucking water bottles and stuff. You are for to hook Chris up? No, I, I'm not, but I'm just saying, because I don't condone that kind of behavior either, but... Chris is like, yeah, I can hook you up with a lot of women that'll get into fights and throw water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a definite no second date, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Different ways. Well, I'm sorry it didn't work out, but Erica, was it that hard coming on the show and laying it no. all out there? You just had such a <laughs> no, s- tone no. of dread in your voice. I'm glad that I got a chance to kind of let Chris know what was going on so that he knew. Because yeah. did you kind of feel like you would be scolding him or telling him how to behave? Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. really know. You know, I just knew the guy for like a few hours. I don't really know how to have, have that conversation with him. Because so. men love to be told how they should behave. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I look yes. forward every morning. I'm like, I can't love wait to go it. into work. Love it. <laughs> but in Erica's defense, like he was already fired up. Who's to say he wasn't <sighs> going to go off on her? Right. You have no idea. <laughs> so she might have done the right thing. Right, right. Well, Erica, thank you for taking the call. We appreciate you laying it all out there for us and Chris. Thanks, Jeff and Jen. All right, you take care. And Chris, listen, man, if we can ever help you out again. Thanks so much, guys. You bet, buddy. Take, take care. Take it easy. Good luck. Yeah. People are still getting fired up about that game, too. Oh, yeah. I, I was know. somewhere the day yesterday, and there were two guys just, okay, we got to stop talking. We're, we, we're done. We're, and then they'd start right back up. Ah! We were out watching the Pittsburgh-Denver game. Like over the weekend, and people were still fighting yeah, about, about the it. game from, you know, two weeks ago. So here's the deal with Second Date Update. If you've been out on a date and you haven't heard back, 513-749-2320, or you can email us, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Somebody on Facebook mashed up Sarah Palin's Trump endorsement the other day, the, the endorsement where everybody thought that, that was she fun. was drunk. Yes. <laughs> they uh, they mashed it up with clips from Hee Haw. Oh, my God. And uh, I loved Hee Haw. We watched that Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Yeah, that's why I thought you would like this. <laughs> People do way too many of these remixes nowadays, but Sarah Palin actually makes this one work. So. Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen, it's 824. And here is the deal. We got a winter weather advisory and a winter storm warning in effect until 7 o'clock this morning with a lot of the heaviest snow. Uh, south and east of Cincinnati, it looks like. Now, is it 7 o'clock tonight or 7 o'clock tomorrow morning? You know what? That's a good question. And uh, with that, I'm going to bring in. I'm out of my depth on this stuff, Jen. <laughs> White depth is oh, beyond dark. I love yeah. the music, Jeff. It's very nice. It feels very important. 
Yeah, well, it is Armageddon. Snowmageddon. <laughs> Snowmageddon. Yeah. Snow MG. And here to break it down for you, Jen, with timeline and numbers and all, Fox 19 Weather Now meteorologist Frank Marzullo. What's the latest? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Jen. So here is the latest. Timing uh, very similar to what we were looking at late last night. Uh, we're looking at the snow impacting, and I'll go with downtown Cincinnati first, impacting downtown Cincinnati from 3 p.m. on. We'll see some snow flying in the downtown area a little bit before 3, but even before that, 8 to 11 a.m. this morning, if you're anywhere south of the I-71-75 split, you've got snow falling. It's going to start moving south to north, and by noontime, you know, areas as close to the city as Florence, Independence, Alexandria, Batavia, so that southeastern section of the 275 loop, snow will start coming down. And then moving into metro areas of downtown, three, four, and then even farther north after that. The bottom line, guys, there's going to be impacts of one to three inches through the 275 loop. But you get south and east of that, three to six. And then you get south of I-7175 split, six to nine. That includes places like Maysville and Falmouth. Uh, and that snow then will taper by early tomorrow morning. So you're fine right now getting out and about. If there's any gallons of milk left, you'll be able to go get it. <laughs> um, my thing is, though, and we talked about this, forget the milk. The party source opens at 8 a.m. Yeah. Oh, good, good, That's good. right, Frank. Priorities. It's a Friday night. Get to that party source at uh Maybe in nine months, you've got another kid coming. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Frank really is. You that. are a public service, Frank. Thank we appreciate you, Frank. it. Thanks, there, there you go. There you go. Seriously, look, nine months from this date, let's see if we have an influx. See you guys. Bye. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> 826 and 24 degrees with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. So as I was mentioning earlier, somebody on Facebook mashed up Sarah Palin's Trump endorsement. And they mixed in clips from Hee Haw. I loved Hee Haw. And I think I think Sarah Palin makes this work. This is a woman. This is going to be so. It's not as good as I had hoped. No. It's actually better than I thought. A lot of work goes into this. Without a doubt. I mean, she does have a very sing-songy delivery. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the point. Yeah. Anyway, you get the point. I do. I was just hoping for something a little more... Hee-haw recognizable. Oh. You know. Do you, I mean, you know some of the songs like, I searched the world over and thought I found true love. You met another and you was gone. I've never seen a minute of that show. <laughs> never watched Hee-haw? I don't think it was oh, on wow. in our market. I don't think we had it. Yeah, Cuba, Illinois, population 1600. Salute. I just remember when we were a kid, we would watch it because Minnie Pearl was on there, and she had her hats on that had the little tag. She always left the tag on her hats. And we went to the Grand Ole Opry when we were kids in Nashville, and she was there. And it was so exciting. She's awesome. To have her yell, see you 
So what was it like a like a variety show yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, it was. But country folk yeah. farming and yeah, very tongue in cheek. Like very. They, like they had. I mean, basically hillbillies. It showed them without their shirts on and their overalls and mm-hmm. their one tooth like blacked out. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really takes me back. <laughs> we never missed an episode. Just feels like home. <laughs> Tim, have you ever heard of it? I mean, I've heard of Hee Haw, but I've, I'm with you. I've seen maybe just clips on the A internet. I've never, I've we, never. We'll have to Google some clips. We'll have to get some clips yeah, off YouTube. Yeah, they would and hide in the corn so stalks and do little songs. Oh, yeah, and jump up from hay bales. Yeah. And- yeah I don't think they aired that show in Detroit and Boston. <laughs> <laughs> A woman from California named Dana Olson got unexpectedly dumped by her fiance right before the wedding. I meant to get to this yesterday because it was just too good a story. But she got dumped by her fiance right before their wedding and it was too late to get refunds for anything. So she donated the whole reception, the flowers, the dinner, the band, everything to a homeless shelter. The wedding was supposed to be in Seattle, where both the bride and groom were from. Uh, the shelter is called Mary's Place, and this is Liz McDaniel's. Who, Liz McDaniel, who works at the shelter. The mother of the bride actually reached out to us and kind of proposed that she had this party that wasn't going to happen and wanted to make sure that somebody got some joy out of this evening. And everything was already planned. The band was booked, the caterers were ready, the venue was here. Um, the decorations were good to go. Um, it was just a matter of getting guests to the party. So now we're here. We get um, a fabulous dinner, an uh, opportunity to dance. All the families are here. They're all dressed up. And um, it's become just an evening of joy and celebration. The bride um, is amazing. Amazing young woman who took what could have been her um, day of deepest grief and pain and turned it into a night of celebration and joy for so many others. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good for very, her. Very, very cool. Yeah. Got to turn it into positive. You know, you go through something like that, you got to turn it into a positive. Sure. That's the trick. Ain't that the trick of life, really? Just to feel good about something, yeah. right? Q102's Jeff and Jen. It's Q102, Jeff and Jen. It's 837. And a winter weather advisory and a winter storm warning in effect until 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. And even Fritz was... Uh, Kind of warning everybody. Mama Fritch over here. <laughs> Telling everyone that we need to be off the roads by what time before things get any, even if we're not getting a, a lot of accumulation in this area, especially compared to like areas like Washington, D.C., driving is going to be complicated. That's why so many school systems are closed today because they don't even want to deal with it. They don't. And that's like the early release stuff is like difficult. But they said try to be off the roads around like three o'clock ish because they're going to try and treat as much as they can. But if people are out there, right. it's just going to be hard, you know? You know, Julie O'Neill was, she did a great story on Channel 9 that aired last night where she was talking to the people that drive the uh, snow removal, the salt trucks, and the snow plows. And they brought up a good point, you know, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but they basically said, you know, would it kill you school systems, would it kill you people to do, even workplaces, a one-hour or two-hour delay in cases where you have snow coming down in a morning commute? Because if traffic ain't moving, then we're not moving. We mm-hmm. can't get our job done. So those two-hour delays, if you're not going to cancel school altogether or if you're not going to call off work, at least let us get out there, do our job. And then that way the roads will be clear for later. I see in this case we're looking at an ugly commute home, which is why 
a lot of school systems in their infinite wisdom decided to cancel the day altogether. The kids were going to get trapped at school. But it makes sense because they were talking about when they get onto the interstates and there's all these accidents and say there are 50 cars in front of them, they can't you know, get the salt down until those 50 cars are gone. Right. And I never really thought about that. You know, they're stuck in traffic just like you are. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what happened in Washington, D.C. the other day. Yeah. Because traffic there is a nightmare. It, they do traffic on the news station 24 hours a day there, don't they, Jeff? Mm-hmm. They do indeed. Yeah. yeah, they have to. Isn't that wild if you got up you at imagine? 2 in the morning and had to do a traffic, traffic report? report yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Two guys got arrested last year trying to smuggle 20 pounds of marijuana from Las Vegas to Montana. Were they driving it? Uh, They were, yeah, they were driving it. And And they didn't get arrested because they got caught. They got arrested because they were getting high along the way, and they thought they were convinced that the cops were following them in unmarked cars. (laughs) Yeah. They got paranoid. Like if marijuana makes you paranoid, why do it? Well, that's it. That's not fun for anybody. Well, where's the joy in that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeez. I mean, why get high? So they called nine one one to turn themselves in, and the call has just been released. You got to hear this. This is incredible. Hi, uh, we're the two dumbasses that got caught uh, trying to. Uh, bring some stuff through your border and all your cops are just driving around us like a bunch of jack wagons. I just really would like you guys to end it. If you guys, if you could help me out with that, we just like to get, get on with it. You got caught doing what? Uh. Uh. Wait. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing. Do it, in, oh, do it in the butthead voice. What? Uh. What? <laughs> okay. Um. We kind of got boots here, trying to bring some stuff across your Idaho border. Okay. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of your cops driving around a bunch of civilian cars just not want to pick us up. I don't know what's, what's the deal. I was just wondering if you could help us out and just end it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe call one of them. I don't know. It's getting cold out here, man. I just want to get warm and just get on with this whole thing, so... Awesome. Okay. Where uh, where are you at right now? University Boulevard, right next to the gas station in Applebee's. I'd be like, wait, you don't know? <laughs> yeah, there's a Plymouth Voyager with a family oh, in it God. and a Buick, uh, and I know they're cops. <laughs> <laughs> They've come to get me. <laughs> so all, your, all your buddies are around us, so if you can help us out, it'd be great. Okay. All right. And is it just you, or is there anybody else with you? Uh, it's me and my buddy that I brought with me, and then we have a dog that we're going to bring back to its owner, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, she's a really nice dog. She's not mean. She's a pet bull, so... Oh, okay, cool. Okay. She's really cold in the car. She can use some food, too, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, what, what was your name, man? Uh, it's Leland. Leland, okay. All right, hold on just one second. Okay, stay on the phone with me. All right, thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I do have. 
I do have one of my uh, Mark units. He's on his way over there, so he said he'll, he's on his way to meet you. So. God. All right, thank you. That's great. I want to hear what his call was to the cops. You know, yeah, right. we got this dude. <laughs> like, what's he typing? I got this dude on the line. Yeah, I like that. In a mar- this one's going to be in a marked car, yeah. so you'll really know it's them. Right, it's just awesome. Their names are Leland Ayella Doliante. That was Leland making the call just now, and Holland Sward S W A R D Sward got a suspended five year sentence <laughs> and thirty days in jail after a plea deal. And Leland, the guy that just made the call here, got up to eight years in prison after he tested positive for three different drugs on a sentencing day. Dummy. Not good. Not smart. Q. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.